the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, this station, or its advertisers. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. I want to welcome you to another Monday edition of Lifeline. So glad to be with you this evening. I truly mean it. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Wonderful, wonderful day. The weather, again, was beautiful, and we're we're always thankful for that. This is the inheritance that we have all um, not earned, but just uh, by way of providence have been a part of being Californians. I mean, there's a lot about California that we should not like. I'll be talking a little bit about that. Um, but there is a lot we can love in terms of its beauty, its landscape, its its um, geography, its its people. I mean, really, uh, you you if we excise, if we separate, if we bar from the discussion, um, our deleterious. Uh, government officials here in California. Largely, the people of California are wonderful people. I'm talking about the people that are well settled and and live with a level of appreciation for the capacity to uh, enjoy a relatively uh, quality life at all echelons of our economic uh, situations. Uh, people are generally uh, calm, generally uh, nice, generally open to dialogue and conversations. That's that's what I find, and I try to engage it wherever I go. And that's not necessarily the case around the world, but we have that in California, and, and, and on, a, on a larger sociological level, we, we know why. I mean, we are in the middle of a number of essentially wonderful blessings for which we need to also not only be thankful, but to be mindful and responsible because strange things are happening in our world. I was reflecting upon the words of Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes. We call that the confessions of a king because Solomon's kind of telling the truth about what it means to be one of the greatest monarchs on the earth at his time or ever at this point uh, in comparison. And he was saying that he looked And he saw under the sun all the oppression that men and women are engaged in and are doing in the name of uh, success, in the name of authority, in the name of power, in the name of just volitional expression of their own personal whim and lust. And he said it was a vexation to his spirit, a vexation to his spirit. Um, because, again, of the oppression that is in our world. And uh, I'm thinking right about now, what has Mr. Trump done, that is Donald J. Trump, to have left uh, openly 
acting thuggishly unconstitutional uh, and invasive uh, government to come up into his home as uh, I'm sure most of you guys know what happened in his Mar-a-Lago home uh, and it was open, it was obvious, it was public, it was the FBI as if somehow um, Mr. Trump is some kind of diabolical criminal that needs to be not only uh, apprehended by surprise, but also to do it publicly in a way that would ridicule him or slander him or at least bring him under public suspicion. Um, why isn't this whole uh, debacle, I consider it a debacle because just like with several other persons, the FBI has played this 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 optic of uh, going after and arresting and making sure the cameras are there, by the way. Making sure the whole world can see you arrest this person or that person or the other person, and you are guilty until proven innocent in a country where things have been turned upside down. Why isn't the whole Republican Party, I am asking myself, not up in arms against their congregate, uh, their congressional colleagues. Why don't you? In fact, that is a really good question. Where are the Republicans as a whole as they are preparing for a major battle here in a few months? Why don't we hear from them? Why don't we hear from them making the statements that most of us know is that we are viewing over the last several years a very fascistic deep state security stake role rogue governess on the part of the democrats uh and if we are uh cool about it uh blase casual indifferent um why why would we be so calm cool almost indifferent about what really is only supposed to happen in like china or north korea or South Africa, or parts of Jamaica, or any other communistic governed country where the government and the military and law enforcement are, are almost indistinguishable. But in a country where these are supposed to be representatives of the people, uh, the behavior that's taking place now is just, uh, for me, it's absurd. It's insane. It's, it's predictable. It's um, it's obviously a kind of again a, a, a an, an op ed visual optic for people to be either uh, warned, if you will, be infer from the way the military, uh, the FBI is running up into uh, an ex president who is still considered a president, his home and just t- uh, taking out equipment, accosting it as they will without any of the proper protocol due course propriety of letting the president know that there are things in his home that they wish to see and would expect total cooperation from. This would have happened with any of the other uh, presidents of our country, as you know. I don't think I remember this happening anywhere in the history of America relative to our presidents and their actual private homes. Now, I remember the the absolute shameful, uh, if you will, spying of the Democrats on, on uh, Richard Nixon. But he had it coming because he was just, I guess, careless enough to leave the the tape recording and we could hear his hypocrisy and his 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 verbality, his his perverseness and his shameful, um, contradictory and hypocritical uh, 
freedom expressed in the context of being off camera, if you will, uh, proving to us that he was not a president that would not lie to you. And as I've stated that most of our presidents, if not all of them do, all men are liars. And so the idea of just trusting them like uh, Bush one, read my lips. It's just something that you just don't do when you grow up in the real world and know that men are operating out of positions of uh, almost drunken power, particularly where we are today. You and I are in a situation, ladies and gentlemen, where we are not we are not seeing things as they ought to be. We're not understanding them as they should be. We are not experiencing life in America uh, uh, as part of a constitutional society, a representative republic with the government working for us. We're not seeing that. We're seeing the continual relentless practice of oppression, if you will, psychological warfare against the people of America, the optics, the misinformation, disinformation. I talk about it all the time. You ought to know by now. The ones that are lying to you are not the men and women who are brave enough to get behind the microphone or on the camera and let you know that what they call up is down and what they call down is up and what they call left is right and vice versa. We know that we are uh, experiencing from our government uh, an absolute collapse of our constitutional rights and policies. We know that. The problem is, after a while, as I stated on Sunday, preaching in the book of uh, judges, uh, Gideon is our case study right now. When you allow the darkness to prevail and men and women start turning against each other as the Midianites did, the Moabites did, and sword against every man, as we see taking place in our government, as they are turning swords on each other in Washington, the Republicans and the Democrats and the FBI and the CIA against the uh, former executive branch, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then we also have this this pervasive medical tyranny of which the World Health Organization, the CDC and the FDA has been in cahoots with Big Pharma to tell every one of us we need to bow down. But I will say before I go to break that even throughout this continued warfare that we are engaged in trying to take the minds of the American people and turn them into North Koreans. What do you mean by that, PJ? I mean, in North Korea, you can't even use the word oppression as per Naomi Park, who came from North Korea. She said they don't even allow you to use the word oppression when everything about their life is oppression. That's called being mentally capitulated. That's called being completely oppressed. That's called being uh, brainwashed and, uh, and made to lose your voice of freedom, your mind of reason, your right objective, sense, sensible awareness of something is wrong, and then the dignity of the Imago Day to say something is wrong. Their government won't let them use that word because it will raise the level of consciousness that indeed they are an oppressed people. Well, that's what they're trying to do to you and me, get us to maladjustedly uh, normalize our government just breaking into homes and, and tearing up people's stuff and then putting it on CNN and, and other news agencies and making it kind of a, a, a scurrilous soap opera for you and me. But even in the midst of all of this kind of insane, irrational, incoherent behavior, there are victories. And, uh, well, 
uh, Grace Community Church won a few over the last couple of years against the uh, media, military, media, uh, medical state. And, and so did uh, Calvary Chapel of San Jose win a victory recently over the medical tyranny of the WHO, CDC, and FDA in our health department here in the Bay Area. And we're thankful for that because you got to push back against those who are unlawfully pressing up against free Americans. You just can't let them do it. You cannot let them do it. We got to stand on the truth. We got to proclaim the truth, even if we suffer for the truth, because it's only the truth that can set you free. Only the truth. And communities that are called communities of faith, particularly the people of God, are supposed to be recognized by men and women who stand on the truth. And not capitulate, not yield, not be fearful, not buy like a parrot the stated narrative of the media or government or any institution that has not proven itself to be operating in our best interest. Well, this is the Monday edition of Lifeline. You can reach me if you want to talk. one 367 I do think we're being conditioned as a society to abandon our freedoms and just submit to whatever a totalitarian state would tell you to do. And if you want to challenge me on, on that, disagree, affirm, hey, one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. the Monday edition of Lifeline. You're listening to your host, Jesse Gistin. We're going to take a break, pay some bills, and we'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time is 522. I'm reading a book by Erwin Lutzer. It's called We Will Not Be Silenced. And of course, he's addressing the uh, contemporary issues of the day, of which we have been addressing for a number of years now. And uh, um, I'm practicing what I preach. Um, I know that God created us to have meaningful conversations and meaningful dialogue and meaningful Discourses. I know that he gave um, us a mouth and a mind and a heart that should be working in collaboration for his glory and the welfare of, of humanity. And so that's what we do. I was thinking about two years ago um, where uh, the government uh, lied to us. Fauci explicitly lied. It's, that's all out now. And, uh, and, and the CDC, with, along with the WHO, having already planned how they would lock down the world by event 201 all of the things i'm sharing with you now were all uh slated as conspiracy theory but we know they're factual now so i don't need to even qualify it anymore so explicitly factual that they had a lockstep system that was created many years ago by the schwab uh company and it was designed to get the whole world to uniformly uh follow measures and policies that were uh, uh, they were against the uh, the governments of the world. In other words, policies are coming down from the World Health Organization via our health department and the CDC, which has a horrible track record for actually addressing disease when you look at its history. And we were all told as if we were hearing from God himself that we need to lock down, shut down, go inside and do like the folks over in China do, just scared to breathe. There was one politician uh, in, in Europe who had stated these words. If you want to end COVID, tell people to stay in their house. Oh, yeah. And while they're staying in their house, wear their masks in the house. 
Oh, yeah, and one other thing. Don't breathe. This was a politician. That's right. They care enough for you that they're going to give you policies that are so unscientific and anti-health oriented that it's going to actually make you sick, make you worse, or worse than you were before. We already know that as well. And so a couple years ago, um, there, are, there were several churches, not many, but several of them across this state that completely disregarded the CDC and our health department because we knew that what they were asking us to do was unconstitutional and it did not follow legitimate scientific health protocol. No time in the history of America were every was everybody told to just shut down without qualification, without targeting who, without explaining why, just shut down. And uh, and we realized that what they were doing is that they were training people to become totalitarian states where the government just edicts things without constitutional grounds, without uh, following the uh, the uh, jurisprudence and, and, and policies of each state. And uh, and we would just hear it from the megaphone of the Mao Zedong, the neo Mao Zedong government, uh, in this case, the Biden administration coming down through for us, uh, our uh, our State Department here in in Sacramento. Well, many of our churches just didn't do it because we looked at the evidence. We looked at the science. We looked at the. The uh, the small amount of uh, of data that was coming in around the incoherency of what they were telling us to do, wear masks all day long everywhere you go inside and outside. That's crazy. Doesn't make a dime of sense. And then to not go to church. So we 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 sat around for about a week, I suppose, or so, and uh, and and thought about what on earth. Is the rationale, and then all of a sudden, guess what happens? It was uh, 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 it was Nancy Pelosi, it was uh, uh, Gavin Newsom, and then it was uh, uh, our senator uh, Feinstein, and uh, they were all caught not wearing masks at parties, in businesses, in public places. And you guys remember, if you're still listening to me, I told you, see, they tell you what to do, but they don't believe that crap at all. They were so careless about it, they let themselves get caught on camera. And I remember saying to us, even on air, so what are you going to do? You're going to have leaders who tell you to do what they say, but they don't do what they say? Do as I say, not as I do. The laws are not for me. They are for you. And you're just going to do it. You're going to comply out of the integrity of freedom and constitutional propriety, you ought to say no. If they won't do it, we won't do it. And so there were a number of churches that uh, were visibly targeted by the health department as if somehow they were criminal in their uh, constitutional right to gather. Because after all, we use logic. You know what we said? If you can if you can have Target to be open, if you can have Walmart to be open, if you can have Walgreens to be open, if you can have the honky-tonk joints to be open, if you can have the bars open, if you can have the strip clubs open, you can have the churches open and the synagogues and the mosques. So they didn't play us. And we, we've had the health department come in. We have folks working for the FDA coming in. We've got people watching us, too. And we, we continue to uh, 
to open up and stay open. And we we uh, we allow people to wear masks. You know, we, we told them, be careful, but we allow them to wear masks. You can social distance. But don't allow the narrative to scare you into a kind of phobic uh, psychosis to where you're scared of things you don't see. And, uh, and and inhibit your freedom and destroy your immune system. This is called immunosuppressant. The immunosuppressant uh, consequence of mass psychosis and fear mongering. Fear will destroy your immune system. And that's what's going on now. So we are very happy to uh, to recognize that Calvary Chapel and Pastor McClure and all of those good people over there, the uh, Values Advocacy Group, which uh, I've had a chance to minister with them in uh, very, very good presentations they have with really, really good speakers across our nation coming in. They're doing a yeoman's job, in my opinion, in that regard. The Values Advocacy Group is trying to inform people and give people understanding that we are dealing with a really, really um, serious takeover of our country. I don't even know how to, don't know how to share it without letting you know that that's the case that's going on in our world. We need to wake up to that. But anyhow, they was, they were trying to get them for millions of dollars. And, uh, and they won that case. Listen to this. The Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals has ruled that Calvary Chapel, a church in San Jose, California, that refused to close during the pandemic, will not be required to pay more than $200,000 in fines. You know how much they were trying to get them to pay? Several millions of dollars. This is a massive victory for religious freedom, as other public places such as grocery stores were not held to the same restrictions in California as a place of worship. Pastor McClure of Calvary Chapel refused to comply with California's tyrannical mandates, tyrannical mandates imposed on his church and congregation. Uh, and as I stated, we, we've been in conversation and, and uh, uh, in lockstep, uh, no pun intended, with these kind of necessary measures and and you win if you fight. I've, I've said that to our congregation more than once. You win if you fight. And the reason why I press into it, you guys, is because <clears throat> we've been through this historically before. Now, what we have now is a kind of inverted civil rights movement going on right now. Inverted. Meaning what was a legitimate fight for freedom for African-Americans in the days of uh, Martin Luther King. That's not the case today. Um, today, we're not fighting for uh, uh, freedom for blacks. We're fighting for freedom from our government's unconstitutional policies. This has never really been the case before, but your founding fathers told you, you can have this republic and you can have this democracy if you can keep it. And what I've said before so many times, and I'll be warning you until I die, liberty without virtue, freedom without virtue is a curse. Uh, God never calls you and me to freedom without also calling us to the responsibility of living in the context of our freedom in righteousness. And that's why we see it taken away. Ladies and gentlemen, your Bible is correct in these matters. It will let you know to whom you yield yourself servants to, to them you become the slaves. And uh, we need to stand up and speak up and and, uh, dialogue and debate biblically in a virtuous way uh, continually. Again, that's the book I'm reading now by uh, Erwin Lutzwer, and we, we've known him. He's He's been on the program before. We Will Not Be Silenced. It's a very good book. Many of them out there like that. 
Anyhow, I'm going to take another break. When we come back, we'll continue with a little bit, a few more news items, and then we'll take your calls. The number is one 367 one It's nice to be alive. It's nice to be free. It's nice to be able to speak your mind while you can. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We are indeed back. Uncle Tom, too. I'll be checking it out tonight. Um, got some very good heavy hitters on there. All things Vody Bakum. All things Vody Bakum. One of the uh, brightest theologians, in, in my opinion, of the African-American um, uh, tradition, African-American uh, group of people, if I can put it that way. He's just a smart man, very thoughtful brother, overcame many trials over the last year, almost lost his life through a, a massive heart attack, and we're so thankful. Prayed him through, and uh, <clears throat> he's fighting a good fight. You want a book that will help you discern the collapse of the gospel in your churches? Fault Line by Vody Bauckham. Fault Line. It'll give you all of the important uh, historical markers and insights as to this, uh, you know, what we would call uh, anti-social justice uh, wokeness that is dominating um, the African-American culture, as well as uh, ignorant and uh, and guilt-ridden uh, Caucasian folks. We already know that this is coming from the universities. We know this. We know it's rooted in Marxism, Marcusism. We know it's rooted in a postmodern uh, abandonment of objective reality. We know that. We know that what we're dealing with is a social engineering project taking place right before our eyes. We know that. And we know that the government's involved, the media's involved, the military's involved, the medical industry's involved, big banking is involved, the nations around the world are involved in this because you cannot have nations doing exactly the same thing everywhere around the world. Without this having been planned, strategized, cooperated with many years before. It just doesn't happen by accident like that. Nations don't have that kind of inter-cooperational structure unless it was already worked on for many, many years beforehand. And we already know the uh, stratagems for that, as we have told you before. But Vody is going to be in this film. I guess uh, Tatum as well. Tatum's cool. He still needs to grow in his understanding of theology. Quite weak in that area, but he's a cool brother otherwise, uh, in, in my opinion. But Vody Bauckham is one of your more solid theologians, same uh, theological background as yours truly, and just a deep thinker, uh, solid in his philosophical, sociological understanding as well, um, and is doing just yeoman's work. I hope God blesses him. He's he's in Africa uh, doing work there as well, but I'm looking forward to watching the, the program tonight, so I want to encourage you to watch it too. We can have some conversations next week about Uncle Tom Part 2. I did watch the first one. I hope you did as well. It was clean. It was straightforward. No mess. Logic um, oriented. Black people are smart enough when they are not duped by hucksters and cons to think that their skin color is more important than anybody else's. Black people do well when they keep proportionate 
an understanding of the distinction of ethnic groups and not feel as if somehow they can leverage their blackness against other people and it would be just and right. They do well. Uh, black people are objective enough to know that um, they've been lied to a 10,000 times by both blacks and whites. And why on earth today would you be a black person buying into critical race theory when they have taken the term black and stripped it of its identification with your particular ethnic group and made the word black to be everything from homosexual to trans to um, to oppressed? Remember, we heard this just a couple of years ago. To be gay is the new black. Well, see, if you don't realize that that's a slap in your face, black people, when they uh, the political hucksters are are leveraging your blackness and then take the term and use it for every other anomaly or our bad expression and bad behavior and turn that into a black thing, too. And then all of, all of a sudden, black means to be oppressed. Black means to be uh, harmed. Black means to be disenfranchised. Black means to be oriented towards being the underdog. Don't you understand that's reverse psychology? Don't you understand they're getting in your head and telling you that you are a victim and don't have any power whatsoever? Don't you understand that is completely contrary to the gospel? I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I'm more than a conqueror through him who loved me and gave himself for me. If any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creature. Behold, old things have passed away. All things are becoming new. The biblical concept of the Imago Dei rises above any kind of limitation placed upon you by the narrative hucksters. If you allow the true and the living God to be the source of your being and the ground of your identity and the cause of your mission and the certainty of your hope for glory. If you allow that, you won't continue buying into the lie. We talked about this. I think it was at the beginning of Trump's uh uh, run for presidency. I had so many African Americans upset with me saying, hey, they're lying to you. Now, where is Black Lives Matter? All three of those chicks got millions of dollars in big homes and have disappeared. You don't see them in the street anymore because they were paid by Soros to actually problematize and create a mess. And the Democrats were behind it. We already know that too. So you really want to wake up because where we are right now with these escapades of, on the part of the FBI going after Trump's home, private personal home, never done to a president ever before, reminds me of Venezuela, reminds me of, uh, of, of uh, Cuba, reminds me of, <clears throat> again, as I told you, all of the countries where uh, communism is dominant. Just run up into somebody's house. No search warrant, no protocol, no respect. And, uh, and and we're becoming normalized with that. In a minute, they'll be coming to your house and mine just to scare you. It won't even be anything that they can get from a poor broke brother, but just to scare you, make you afraid to tell the truth. Suppress your immune system, make you sick. Because you don't know how to express yourself. Express yourself. Tell the truth. Let men and women know how you feel, what you think. You don't care if they don't agree with you. The thing is, we got to be free people. 
Now, if we're free and virtuous, we don't have to agree and we can still love each other. We can still protect each other. I don't have to agree with you. I'm not going to let somebody lie on you and misrepresent you just because you and I hold different premises. That would be insane. See, free people can be virtuous and hold to the standard. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, we can do that and not necessarily have to even believe in the same God. I hold to hold to a, a biblical worldview. But if we understand the universality of treating each other as you would have them to treat you. Now, we can survive. But now if your universe is so radically different than mine and sword is against sword. Well, we can't coexist in the same universe. And that's what the critical race theory, social justice, postmodern irrationalists want to do. Completely destroy your worldview. That's why they're going after your children to cut off their body parts and get inside their head to tell them that they don't have to be boy or girl. This is where we're going. It's called queer. Queer says, don't call me a boy or a girl. That's too defining, too limited. They hate binary because binary takes you back to the Bible and it takes you back to the God that says, and he made them male and female in the image of God created he them. If it's just male and female, then we got to deal with him who made them male and female. But with this spectrum that you and I are dealing with now, well, you can be anything. Well, if that's not fantasy, I don't know what is. So we're going to take another break. Got a couple lines left open. I'm looking forward to actually chopping up with you guys. I just want to give you something to think about. So one triple eight three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. I would definitely encourage you to look up Uncle Tom. You can find it on SalemNow.com. You're going to have to pay for it, but I think it's worth it. Almost two hours. I'm going to sit back and relax, looking through my picturesque window. Here in the Castro Valley Hills and uh, drink some coffee and eat a little food and watch Uncle Tom be ready to talk to you about it tomorrow. But I'm going to take a break now, pay some bills. And when we come back, two lines open, one 5329 Give me a call. Let's start talking. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We are indeed. The time is 5.50 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Two lines open, one 367 We will definitely jump into the calls in the second hour for sure. I'm reading chapter four of uh, uh, Dr. Erwin Lutzer's We Will Not Be Silenced. Listen to this excerpt. It's called Freedom of Speech for Me, but Not for Thee. Freedom of Speech for Me, but Not for Thee. Many of us have been critical of the church in Nazi Germany. We've asked why the Christians did not rise in opposition to the propaganda of the Third Reich. But after the riots that followed the murder of George, George Floyd, we now must be more understanding of the silence of the church. You are not kidding, Mr. Lutzer. It is difficult to speak up in a cultural culture carried away by a mob mentality, submit or else. How do revelations, revolutions begin? And I asked you that question two years ago. <clears throat> when, when, uh, when COVID at first started and we were dealing with the election uh, debacle, re-election debacle of President Trump, I asked you guys, were we in a uh, revolution 
or in a revival. <clears throat> I, I said that week in and week out for quite a while. I already knew we were in a revolution. Because people think revolutions are what happens when you go out in the street and burn things up. That's not so. Revolutions happen at many angles. It is a multifaceted strategy of attack. Revolutions begin with a cultural moment, a pretext that will hide the real agenda to justify the revolution. You need one, the triumph of an ideological um, construct over science, over reason, and over civil liberties. Secondly, you need to recruit people who are willing to advance the revolution of anarchy in the name of justice and equality. We got that. And finally, three, you must silence all dissenting voices. Submission to the ideology is enforced either by shaming, by laws, or simply by exclusion, such as firing opposing voices from the workplace, etc. This is not a new playbook, you guys. This is old. That's what's so remarkable about where we are today. It really is remarkable that the same things that were going on in Russia, going on in in uh, in Germany, going on in uh, in South Africa, going on in different countries, in in again Mao Zedong with China, also Korea. These same patterns have been going on for decades upon decades upon decades. They're happening to us now, and we don't want to see it. Exactly the same way. So Mr. Lutzer, he's an older gentleman, and he said the church was utterly quiet in 1941, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, only talking up after the, uh, after the debris had fallen out from the catastrophic murder of 9 million people. No, 15 million, 6 million Jews, 9 million non-Jews. How do you let that many people die and don't say something about it around the world? Media blackout. That's what's going on right now. The media is not paying attention to what it needs to, and therefore you're thinking it's not important because if the media doesn't show it, then it doesn't exist. You're wrong. It does exist. It is important. And you've got to get beyond your stated legacy media because they've been lying to you forever. They've been bought and paid for by Big Pharma and the FBI. We already know. I've been talking to you about Paperclip, talking to you about uh, Operation Mockingbird. I've told you all this stuff, and you guys have have heard it before from other uh, bright, salient communicators who've let you know uh, it was Malcolm X, I told you. He told you your media is such as that they will make you to believe that the enemy is your friend and your friend is your enemy. And you will swear that it is true. And they killed him for it. So this is what you and I are dealing with today. And deep down in your soul, you know it. You just don't know what to do. You definitely know it. You just don't know what to do. Let me go to line one. I've got people on the line. Let me start clearing out lines. Let me go to line one in uh, San Jose and talk with Mark. Mark, are you there? All right. Let's go to line number two. Let's go to line number two. James on line number two. Oh, man, I'm good. You know, you're always on the mark, man. And it was like I was going to ask you about uh, Uncle Tom uh, one and two. And so now I'm going to have to move Dr. Fleming down the line a little bit 
and catch this number two so we, 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 we can dialogue about that because I saw the trailer and I actually saw the interview with uh, uh, Dustin Malone. I think his name was Chad Jackson. Those who put yes. it together. And, 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 they, and they had a lot of information to the point where this is going to be a series of truths that they're, they're uh, putting out. So they've already said it's going to be, you know, I'm going to say a sequel because that's a movie, that's entertainment, but, you know, possibly even a three and a four because they have so much information. Content, so much content. It's really true. (laughs) And and it's really true. And this is what I am loving about freedom. This is why I promote it because we're going to get both sides. Now, I definitely want you to get back to Richard Fleming, please. I sent you guys out that hour presentation because he is getting at it. Dr. Fleming is one of the super quiet guys that you don't hear about, but he is part of the, um, he is part of the, uh, the Nuremberg uh, pursuit to, 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 you know, to, to bring criminal charges against Fauci and them. He, he, he's stellar. You'll enjoy his presentation, sober, clear, insightful. And he explains it like it ought to, ought to be done. But this one here is about us getting at, you know, this woke thing too, and how our African-American brothers and sisters are not being careful as to the propaganda. So, yeah, what's your thoughts, man? Well, I was wanting to run this by you. I mean, as far as how do we wake up, and in the, in the opening, in your opening, you were talking about how, you know, they attacked Trump, and so what chance did anybody else have? But the reason why they're able to do this, this is my position, the reason why they're able to do this and get away with it, they never, ever considered him as a president. Now, if you think back to the Obama era, they were saying Obama was the most disrespected president ever. I think that now goes to Trump because a simple fact, he was never a political insider. He was not a political insider. He was never a career politician. So he was obviously an outsider who crashed their party, you know, using that vernacular, because he had the means to do it. You know, he had the resources to be able to do it. And not that everybody were pro-Trumpers, but they were anti-establishment. That's the word, anti-establishment. And they felt as if though Trump was the only way to get their, you know, get their voice heard, uh, another voice, to have an opposing voice to the narrative that's already out there. You know, and, came out and, and, about. and quite frankly, because we're getting close to the top of the hour and quite frankly, you are so totally right. Let me see if I can uh, sum it up for, for what you're saying. Um, Trump didn't buy into the deep state. He didn't buy into the security state. He didn't buy into it until he got entangled by the liars that were around him, including Fauci. Fauci caused him to stumble. It caused him to stumble. Um, It was was Robert F. Kennedy Jr. who Donald Trump intuitively was going to choose to head up the the, uh, health department. Uh, But somebody on the inside said Fauci, and that's because Fauci had been around forever. Now Fauci's on the run, as you know. But Trump was functioning as an independent thinker, and he was not persuaded by the ilks on the inside. But the deep state is deep enough to have to have harmed him. And Trump was such a threat to him that they made sure he didn't win the second election. And what you're seeing right now, my dear brother, is that they're saying 
We will not even let him run. He won't run. We will find some dirt on him. We will turn up everything that's going on. We will make him, we will render criminal charges against him of every kind to limit his possibility of running again. And that means he must have been absolutely effective in bringing the American people up to a level of consciousness and awareness of the absolute captivity of our government, both Republicans and Democrats. We know that. We absolutely know that. And so Trump got in trouble with his own idiosyncratic ways. His narcissism got him in trouble. As you and I know, he could have been a lot smarter. But there is still so many people that are um, largely uh, uh, on Trump's side that there's going to be only one maybe uh, our two other candidates, and I think only really one, Ron DeSantis, will be about the only one that can even remotely uh, occupy a measure of interest that would uh, reasonably come close to Donald Trump's. I, I, for one, would be much more for DeSantis than I would for Trump, only because Trump is radioactive. He's way too radioactive for the, um, for the good of our country. See, the deep state, uh, Nancy Pelosi, Hillary Clinton, um, uh, Chuck Schumer, all those guys will tear America up. They will tear this country up before they let Donald Trump become president again. And that's what you're seeing with all of these attacks, sociologically, all of these attacks uh, in terms of government uh, protocols that are much more thuggish, fascistic, and communistic. They will seek to tear this country up. That's what the whole voting scam, they're telling you and me, do not believe that there was election fraud. And we are looking at it with our own eyes. They're saying, do not believe what you see, believe what I say. And sadly, in connection with what you and I are talking about, Brother James, uh, people can be deceived two and three and four and five times because deception frequently is a choice not to want to pay the price for believing the truth. Deception frequently is the choice to not want to pay the price for believing the truth. So often people will perish in hell because they do not have a love for the truth that they might be saved. And therefore, God gives them over to a strong delusion, a working of error. And I am looking at a country of 300 million that probably is slated to that kind of veiled darkness and chaos. And and we can't do anything to wake them up, but remain wake ourselves awake and, and, and be ready to engage them both in terms of a casual conversation but prepared and thoughtful and rational discourse and hope we can get a percentage. Um, that's what I believe. I believe that uh, in any battle won, and you can take this to the bank, uh, it's only a percentage of people that actually fight. The vast majority sit on a sideline and they succumb to whoever wins. In a war of 300 million people, you only need 51 million people to decide a president. In any battle, there's only so many soldiers that fight in representation of the whole country. And the whole country is not even on the side of the people that's fighting for their freedom. And so for us, we've got to understand, we're not trying to get everybody 
to open their eyes. We're trying to get men and women to understand it's their responsibility to know what they are believing and what they're seeing. But if we can, if we can see God show favor to us by bringing us to a point of humility and repentance uh, and then recovery of sight so that we understand that we are on the brink of losing our republic uh, and then do the right thing in terms of pulling the levers, applying the levers of, of political uh, uh, discourse and policy and voting and, uh, and see a change. But as I said on Sunday, my dear brother, and i got to take a break here because I'm way overdue. Um, if we don't repent as a nation, and if our churches think that it can just continue playing church as they are doing, God's not going to honor that, and we're going to suffer. Uh, that's the way that it works. Whatsoever a nation sows, that shall it also reap. I've got to take a hard break. Thank you, Brother James. we got to pay some bills. One line open. In fact, two lines open. one 888 We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 